Today is the 16th of March, 2020. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I really want to apologize for not putting out an episode on Friday, but man, I was not well. I really was not well. But I'm much better at the moment, thank you very much. And so I want to say thank you to everyone for your prayers and your support, and for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship. If you are joining us for the very first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern. It's easy to pick up as we go along. It's a mixture of prayer, scripture, and music. Don't forget, if you want to follow along with the script in your hand, you can download that. There's a link in the script. You'll be able to download the PDF. If you want to support Walking the Way, there's a link to our giving page. And also, if you want more information about the podcast, then check out the website www.rayborrett.co.uk. And again, the link is in the show notes. Let's a little bit about today before we start today. Because of last week's episode, we're going to have a double portion of scripture. Pressed down, running over, I know, all the rest. Um, So it's going to be slightly longer than usual. But let's pray, shall we? Holy God, make your presence known to us today. We come to you as we are, called to be saints. Holy ones, but so often less than our calling. Help us to let go of those sins to which we belong. Help us to know that our self-worth does not depend so much on our ability to hold on to our lives as on your power to release ourselves into your hands. Holy God, make your presence known to us today. We come to you with our vision so often clouded by our sin and our fear. Clear away the mist through Jesus that we can catch a glimpse now of your presence here. Help us to behold you as you are, not as we would like you to be. In him through whom we can become holy, on the wings of the Spirit, we pray to you, our Father. Amen. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. I had a conversation last night with my wife about fear. We've been watching the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and all the hysteria that seems to be everywhere now. We've all seen the images of fights in supermarkets over toilet rolls and pasta. Of images of our national leaders trying to navigate a way through this outbreak, crippled because of their own political or their own personal views. But possibly the most chilling image I saw yesterday was of the Pope standing at his window in St. Peter's Square in Rome, preaching to an empty square. I have no idea why it chilled me so much. But in that moment, God spoke to me of the spirit of fear that seems to have gripped the world. The thing is that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Somewhere along the line, we've picked it up, we've believed the hype. What he has given us is a spirit of power, love, and of sound judgment. So let's use them for the benefit of those around us. Use that power to pray against the spirit of fear that seems to have gripped this world. Demonstrate that love to people by making contact with those who have to self-isolate and by not taking 16 packs of toilet paper when you may only need two. Use the sound judgment God has given you to make your own informed decision about the crisis and trust in God. Our society is going to be irrevocably changed by this outbreak, and I fear that it won't be for the better. 
But if we could find new ways to pray, love, and to show good judgment, then maybe with God's help we can make sure it's a better place. But we need that spirit of God, not a spirit of fear. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we read about Jesus' transfiguration. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning, shall we? Father, open our hearts to your spirit of love and grace today as we read about the words of Jesus. Give us courage and strength. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As I said earlier, we're going to be reading two chapters today, Luke 9, Luke 10. And for this week... Our Bible readings are taken from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Summoning the twelve, he gave them power and authority over the demons and power to heal diseases. Then he sent them to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Take nothing for the road, he told them. No walking stick, no traveling bag, no bread, no money, and don't take an extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there and leave from there. If they do not welcome you, 
When you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and traveled from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing everywhere. Herod the Tetrarch heard about everything that was going on. He was perplexed because some had said that John had been raised from the dead, some that Elijah had appeared, and others that one of the ancient prophets had written. I beheaded John, Herod said, but who is this? I hear such things about, and he wanted to see him. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus all that they had done. He took them along and withdrew quietly to a town called Bethsaida. When the crowds found out, they followed him. He welcomed them, spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and cured those who needed healing. Late in the day, the twelve approached and said to him, Send the crowd away, so they may go into the surrounding villages and countrysides to find food and lodging, because we are in a deserted place here. You give them something to eat, he told them. We have no more than five loaves and two fish, they said, unless we go and buy food for all these people, for about five thousand men were there. Then he told his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about fifty each. They did so, and had them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them. He kept giving them to disciples to set before the crowd. Everybody ate and was filled. Then they picked up twelve baskets of leftover pieces. While they were praying in private and the disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist. Others Elijah, still others, the one of the ancient prophets has come back. But you, he asked them, Who do you say that I am? Peter answered, God's Messiah. Then he strictly warned and instructed them to tell this to no one, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, be killed and re-raised on the third day. Then he said to them all, If anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me will save it. What has a man benefited if he gains the whole world, but loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him, when he comes in his glory and that of the Father and the holy angels. I tell you the truth, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. About eight days after these words, he took along Peter, John and James and went up the mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his death, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and those with him were in a deep sleep, and when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who were standing with him. As the two men were departing from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he had said. But while he was saying this, a cloud appeared and overshadowed them. They became afraid as they entered the cloud. Then a voice came from the cloud, saying, This is my son, the chosen one. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, only Jesus was found. 
They kept silence and in those days told no one what they'd seen. The next day, when they came down from the mountain, a large crowd met him. Just then a man from the crowd cried out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son because he is my only child. Often a spirit seizes him, suddenly he shrieks, and it throws him into convulsions until he foams at the mouth, wounding him. It hardly ever leaves him. I begged your disciples to drive it out, but they couldn't. Jesus replied, You unbelieving and rebellious generation, how long will I be with you and put up with you? Bring your son here. As the boy was still approaching, the demon knocked him down and threw him into severe convulsions. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, cured the boy, and gave him back to his father. And they were all astonished at the greatness of God. While everyone was amazed at all the things he was doing, he told his disciples, Let these words sink in. The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men. But they did not understand the statement. It was concealed from them, so they could not grasp it, and they were afraid to ask him about it. Then an argument started among them about who would be the greatest of them. But Jesus, knowing the thoughts of their hearts, took a little child and had him stand next to him, and he told them, Whoever welcomes this little child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes him who sent me. For whoever is least among you, this one is great. John responded, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow us. Don't stop him, Jesus told him, because whoever is not against you is for you. When the days were coming close for him to be taken up, he determined to journey to Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead of him, and on the way they entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But they did not welcome him, because he determined to travel to Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? But he turned and rebuked them, and they went to another village. As they travelled along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus told him, Foxes have dens, and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Then he said to another, Follow me. Lord, he said, First let me go bury my father. But he told them, Let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and spread the news of the kingdom of God. Another also said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go and say goodbye to those in my house. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plough and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. After this the Lord appointed seventy others, and he sent them ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself was about to go. He told them, The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Now go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Don't carry a money bag, travelling bag or sandals. Don't greet anyone along the road. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this household. But if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in that same house, eating and drinking what they offer, for the worker is worthy of his wages. Don't be moving from house to house. When you enter any town and they welcome you, eat the things set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, The kingdom of God has come near you. 
When you enter any town and they don't welcome you, go out into its streets and say, We are wiping off as a witness against you even the dust of your town that clings to our feet. Know this for certain. The kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, on that day it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and for Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will go down to Hades. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. And whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a lightning flash. Look, I have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, and all over the power of the enemy, nothing will ever harm you. However, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In that same hour he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, because this was your good pleasure. All things have been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and whose the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son desires to reveal him. Then turning his disciples, he said privately, The eyes that see the things that you see are blessed. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see the things you see, yet didn't see them, to hear the things you hear, yet didn't hear them. Just then an expert of the law stood up to test him, saying, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? he asked him. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He answered correctly, he told him, Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus took up the question and said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him up, and fled, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. In the same way, a Levite, when he arrived at the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, on his journey, came up to him, and when he saw the man, he had compassion. He went over to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him. When I come back, I'll reimburse you for whatever extra you spend. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the one who fell into the hands of the robbers? The one who showed mercy to him, he said. Then Jesus told him, Go and do the same. While they were traveling, they entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed her into her home. She had a sister named Mary who'd also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, and she came up and asked, Lord, Lord, 
Don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken away from her. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that may just have caught our attention. And then after music, we're going to say our prayers for the day. Before we pray today, just a reminder that if you would like us to pray for you, then drop us a line through the usual channels. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, and our voicemail service, they are all there. Drop us a line, we'd love to pray for you. As you know, for the last week, we've been praying for Ben Wallace, and this is something that God has placed on my heart, that we need to keep praying for Ben. Ben has a court appearance in the next few days, possibly the next 10 days, and which will determine whether or not he can be released on remand. Sorry, not on remand, on bail. Um, The challenge is, is that now the problem is with the restrictions in flights and everything else, 
We're not quite sure what's going to happen. I've been in touch with the United Methodist Church in the Czech Republic, and we're hoping that the United Methodist Church will be able to offer something. So if we can just pray for Ben this week and the situation for Ben, remembering this is the young man who went to prison after being involved in an altercation that wasn't of his own making and is being prosecuted to the full extent of the law in something that is being seen as a bit of a show trial. So if we can remember Ben in our prayers today. But let's pray. Lord, you are a good father. Your love and your care is endless. You care more about our well-being than even we do, no matter how much we worry over it. And you are all-powerful, able to protect me completely and fully from anything that might arise. Lord, we confess we forget these truths. We confess we are prone to believe that we are alone and without protection. Lord, we know this is a lie we tell ourselves and it only works us up into worry and fear. So today, Lord, we repent of that worry and fear now. Ultimately, we know it stems from not trusting in your goodness towards us. Help us believe and live out the truth that you are always close, always protecting us, always watching over every step of our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your great love for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episode can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the press. If you want to partner with Walking the Way, if you'd like to donate towards the project, that would be amazing. We are looking at upgrading all our equipment, so any donations would be fantastic. Please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. And for more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Don't forget, you can also listen to us on TuneIn and YouTube. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue walking the way.